Let the Eurovision Song Contest begin! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Deuce Pie Podcast. We are doing Eurovision Forever and it's time for a new country. My name is Jack. This is the lovely Liz. How you doing, Lizzie? Oh, it's amore. (laughs) That's right, because of course, we finally made it up to Italy. One thing I have noticed, Liz, is mm. that there are a lot of I countries at Eurovision. Uh-huh. And they've all been to a lot of Eurovisions. <laughs> so this is the beginning of the eyes. This is, well, no, it, well, it feels like it. But we got what? Italy, Israel, Ireland, India. Did they go to Eurovision? <laughs> I don't think so. No, surely this is the last eye. Isn't this the last eye? I hope so. I think this is it. I think this is it. And then I think H I J K. I can't think of any J's or K's. And then maybe Latvia. I don't know. Oh, Lithuania. Uh, what else begins with that? Yeah, we'll get Latvia, up to that one. Lithuania. Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Um, oh, I just know that we've just forgotten a country and created an international incident as we speak. We just forgot. I I just realised we also did Iceland. Yes, that is the other eye. Oh, what about Liechtenstein? Yes. Liechtenstein. They've never been to Eurovision. Would you believe what? it? No, they've never been. But that's a story for another day because we are starting on Italy now. Let me tell you a little bit about Italy at Eurovision. Oh. They have entered forty-five times. As a member of the Big Five, they have made every single Woo! final. They have finished in the top ten. 31 times. They finished in the top five 18 times. They have come second on four occasions and they have won the Eurovision Song Contest twice, which I feel is really low for Italy. Uh, Look, for someone who's been in the final for like every one, it does seem like a lot. I feel like two is nowhere near enough. For considering how Italy have done it, I know. Although, to be honest, I kind of feel like we don't even need to do this because I can already tell you the two greatest songs that Italy and Nay Eurovision have ever sent. So we could save ourselves like four weeks and just get it. All right, into let's it. do it. All right, so yeah. the greatest song ever sent by Italy is Soldi um, by uh, Mark no! Wood last year. And that's no! it. Thank you for listening. No, boo. (laughs) Before we do get into the greatest of all time, let's talk about Italy as a country. Liz, lay it on us. Give us its history. Not too much. We've only got an hour. Ah, ah, Italy. Where do we start? Oi, oi, oi. Ah, if there is a culture and if there is a civilization, you probably had Romans running over it at one stage. (laughs) We won't talk about the bad things, but we will talk about the good things like, oh, my Lord. You know what? They don't get the credit. They gave us so much, but so many really awesome things that aren't sexy, like really good roads and drainage systems. Like nobody ever wants to talk about the drainage situation, but oh, my Lord, Italy revolutionised 
the drainage system. That That's I, right. What else do you need to know, they know almost, about? They didn't even revolutionize it. They just started it. Before that, oh, everyone really? was yeah. crapping in holes in the woods. And then the Italians were like, what if there was a pipe that could do all the gross stuff for us? And lo and behold, indoor plumbing. I know, I know. Like in England, they were literally just shitting out windows onto each other. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Yeah. It's just, oh, my Lord. So there's a part of me. Look, if we forget, if we don't talk about all the bad things that they did, if we talk about just the drainage, huzzah. Um, but Italy today, oh, my God. Okay, Italy, the world's eighth largest economy. I had no idea. Okay, this is sexy, though. The world's third largest gold reserves. Oh, really? That one's shocking to me. I know. But then I thought, no, you know what? It's basically most of that gold is just in chains around people's necks. <laughs> um, it ranks very high in life expectancy, quality of life, healthcare, and education. It has more World Heritage sites than any other country in the world. It's mostly drains. <laughs> and, oh my God. Okay. I always love this bit when we try to figure out the population of a country. Guess how many Italians there are in Italy? I think there's roughly 60. No, I'm going to say 50 million Italians. Oh, my Lord. You should have went with your first instinct. Ah. 60, 60.3 million dollars. I had no idea. I thought there was like, it's the little boot. I thought there was like... Five million people. It's a big boot. Holy crap. Talk about thigh high. I had yeah. no idea. Okay. <laughs> How is this for a random fact though? Okay. And I kind of love this about Italy. Okay. Um, there are 1.6 million farms in Italy. Okay. And they cover 12.7 million hectares. But what in- what's interesting about that? is 99% are family owned and operated and a very small averaging on only eight hectares. So, oh, wow. That's a lot I, of farms then. That's, and that's so awesome. Like, especially like in Australia at the moment, it just seems that like big giant corpor- uh, corporations are just buying everything and they just mass own everything and it's just yeah. all for profit and it's factory farm intense and it's just horrible. Um I think that's so lovely. Like we're giving the farming back to the people and everybody just has like small little farms. How amazing is that? I wish, I wish that was a global thing. I wish like everyone just ran their own farm. It's so environmental. It's so sustainable. I love that. Oh my God. Yeah. And everybody has their own income. They have their house. They have their land. Everybody is the, is the king and queen of their own little empire. I think that's so fabulous. That being said, I've got to say, like, as if the language and the music wasn't enough, I have such a boner for Italy. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I already have it. Okay. Do you want to hear the most exciting thing you're ever going to hear about Italy besides the drainage? Besides the drainage? I thought we'd already peaked. Uh, yes, oh, laid on me. I'm very keen. And I think they might have invented it because of this fact. Italy is the world's largest wine producer. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, that's why they needed all the drains. You yeah. know, once you break the seal, <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> I do know how it is. I went wine tasting for my birthday and I went, geez, thank God for the Roman drainage. Oh, that was the first I thing I thought you. of. 
<laughs> so thank you, Italy. <laughs> thank you, Italy. Let's jump straight into our first entry. So obviously Italy debuted at the very first Eurovision. They were there in 1956 mm-hmm. because, of course, Eurovision is inspired, it's a spin-off almost, of the San Remo Song Festival, which was started mm-hmm. in the early 1950s in Italy. And Europe went, well, hey, this is kind of cool. Let's do it together. Yeah. You know, pretend we all like each other after the war again. Um, so they all got together, looked at what San Remo was and decided that's basically what Eurovision is going to be. And lo and behold, 60 something years later, these two idiots have a podcast. So thank you, San Remo. Oh my God. Can I say though, that's like also like the history of fashion. Some people just did it very well in Italy and then everybody just knocks it off like down the line until you end up with Wish. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, thanks, Rome. Thanks for all those weird ads I get on Facebook from Wish. That you know that you know it's a fisting glove, but they're pretending it's a fishbowl. You know the ones. Anyway. Now obviously the first Eurovision, every country was allowed to send two songs, which is quite annoying as a Eurovision reviewer because I always forget mm-hmm. there's a second one in the first contest. But in nineteen fifty six at the first Eurovision, the first song we're going to talk about is Franca Raimendi, Raimondi, uh, go off to a flying start with Aprite la Finestra, Open the Window. We don't know where it ended up because of the secrecy around the voting for that one, but it's a bubbly little number. What did you think? Oh, yeah, like oh, this is, it, you've said it exactly. It is real. It's happy. It is upbeat number. Out of the two songs, I think clearly this was the one uh, that came second because there were two entries. Italy ended up second this year. I think it's definitely for this one. It's just so happy. You can't hear this and not be having a good time. That being said, um, we could only do the song only because I couldn't find any footage. Um, yeah, of the performance. there's no footage of the performances. So, so performance and fashion, um, I've just gone a five. You know, obviously looking at the picture of what she was wearing, emotion in the voice. But the song, I give it a six. This is a good time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's really hard to judge the performance. but So I've done the same thing as you. I've given straight fives for performance and fashion, but I thought it it, it set a very pleasant tone for the contest. Mm. It was like, hey, we're going to be a beat little thing. You don't have to send, you know, depressing songs all the time. So just like you, I've given the exact same score. Song six, performance and fashion five. That's two 16s and a 32. <gasps> Who knew it would take... A little song from Italy in 1956 for us to finally come together. Finally on the same page. Never (laughs) thought we'd see it. Hey, in 1956, Italy sent another song, obviously. This one was Tonina Torrielli with the song Amani Se Voi, Love Me If You Want To. Again, we don't know where it ended up. They said everyone that wasn't Switzerland finished second. Um, But no one really knows. The message of this one is, I can't promise you unconditional love. It's not in my nature. And it was also used in an ad in 1999 in the United Kingdom for Fiat's, the cars. <laughs> so there you go. That, there's oh. a little bit of fun fact for you. What do you think of this one? Oh, look, you know what? This song, it is, it's just got that dreamy 1950s vibe to it. Um, you know me. One of my favorite things in the world is to play the first-person shooter Bioshock. It has a lot of music from this, and this really sort of took me away under the ocean. Um, you know what? There is just – there's a luxuriousness to songs from the 50s. Like, 
I mean, I'm sure everyone was like poor and living in dirt huts and we were devastated by war, but there's such a richness to the music. Like, even when it's sad, it's just beautiful and thick and you just sort of hear this pour out of the stereo. Um, performance, fashions, I give five. Song, 5.5. Uh, not as good as the other one because the other one gave you a reason to live. This was just very lush. <laughs> this one almost took it away. I, I absolutely agree with you. Very different pace. Yeah. Uh, much moodier, much more of one of those chansons, you know, a chanson. Mm-hmm. That the competition often had back then. I am agree. With, I agree with you. I'm less into this one. I feel like I'm in a diner in the fifties when I hear it. And yeah, Edith Piaf probably wants her gimmick back, but I liked it. Uh, straight <laughs> fives for all three categories. Plus, your fifteen point five is a thirty point five. And are we sinking up or what? I know. Oh my! It would had to happen eventually. Had we hang happen. around long enough. We've sinked. Jack. Yeah, We've we're synced. moving in together. Oh God, what else is gonna <laughs> sink? 1957. It was Nunzio Gallo with the song "Corde della mia chitarra" (Strings of my guitar). It finished six, getting two points from the Netherlands and the UK, and ones from Belgium, Denmark, and Luxembourg. This one famously is the longest song in Eurovision history, and it is single-handedly the reason the Eurovision Song Contest brought in that <laughs> three-minute rule. Um, so yeah, legend has it he's still singing it to this day, Lizzie. What do you think? Oh my lord! Yeah, it, it, if the rule wasn't brought in, I tell you, this song goes for like five minutes and nine seconds. Okay, let me set this up for you. The first fifty-seven seconds pretty much just seems to be a guy tuning his guitar. Yes, um, like there's no like- singing for like the first minute. And not even that, like, it's not even, like, really good guitar playing. Like, to me, it really just sort of sounds like bing, 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 ding, 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 bing, 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 ding. Obviously, they meant it to sound like that, I'm <laughs> presuming. Or nobody told him that the song had begun. Um, and look, this this story, it really goes on a journey. For the first 57 seconds, I hated it and wanted it to be set on fire. Um and it sort of slows, but then it upbeats. It almost gets a bit of opera towards the end. Um, so, yeah, it really kind of takes you on a journey. Unless I was happier at the end than I was at the beginning with this. Maybe just sort of skip the first couple of minutes of this journey. Meet us halfway. Yeah, meet us halfway. I totally agree. I think if a song is going to be five minutes long you want it to be a nice one like this you know what it is this is this is like the eurovision equivalent of like a pink floyd song that goes on for like 38 minutes because everyone was so high they forgot (laughs) and they just kept playing like the same bits of music over and over this is the eurovision equivalent of that i think yes and if it takes five minutes you want it to be this and not baby shark you know what i mean like (laughs) You kind of want that one to end pretty quickly. I I didn't mind it being this long when it was this lovely as well, but apparently I've heard a rumour that the Danish entrant went on stage immediately after him and Mm. read all of War and Peace out loud and still finished faster than the Italian (laughs) entry. So for that, it it was pretty lovely. Song 7, Performance and Fashion 6 for a 19. How about you? Oh, the, the only problem is now I have stuck in my head Bambino, shuck, 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 Bambino, shuck, 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 Bambino, shuck, 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 shuck
<laughs> An EU problem? Yes, it is. <laughs> so I've just given this fives across the board. Uh, yeah. That is a 15 from you, 19 from me, and a 34 between the pair of us. Now, 1958, it's a song you might know very, very, very well. If you haven't listened to it yourself, you've heard it. Your grandparents have listened to it. Your parents have probably listened to it. It is Domenico Mondugno with Nel Blu de Pinto de Blu, also known as Lizzie Take It Away. <coughs> Volare. And that is correct. That <laughs> is Italy's entry, 1958. You know it from everywhere, but it didn't even win. It finished <gasps> third at the contest, oh! which is bewildering to me. This oh. was the first ever, and I think today only, Eurovision song to go to number one in the USA. And it was the first ever winner of Record of the Year at the Grammys. It just happened to coincide with the first ever Grammy Awards. It was the first ever winner of Record and Song of the Year. So there you go. Oh, and rightly so. And this song has been covered by everyone from Dean Martin to I was looking on I was looking online today, even the Gypsy Kings um have done like a cover. Everybody is of this song. When you're saying that, like, you know, your parents live in the song, your grandparents, I can guarantee so many of us walking around right now were made to this, to this song. song. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my Lord. And I've got to admit, one of my favorite moments of, um, I, know, I know this sounds weird saying it, but one of my favorite moments of the COVID lockdown um, was when it first started, there were pictures um, in Italy when everyone was locked down and spontaneous singing was like, you know, breaking out in this, in the, um, uh, from the balconies and someone started a, ven- a, ven- uh, a rendition of uh, and you could just hear like hundreds of like, uh, of Italians just like singing along and it was just, <laughs> I think it was one of those beautiful moments where you go, you know what? We might be all right. Yeah. A very unifying song, this one. Got fours from Belgium and Germany and ones from Austria, France, the Netherlands, Sweden and Switzerland. So iconic. Can't believe it didn't win. Throw up your arms and yell Valare to the world. There's not. I almost. It's almost above review, this one. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it really what more is. can we say? Oh, can we can we talk about we have to talk about it's his the over the top performance the passion like do you know what i mean it goes against all the conventions of the day of like just stand there very sensible don't have any emotions he is all a thousand percent italian emotion yeah. and passion and this is what i expect from italy and this is what i want from eurovision this not everything is a hundred percent on key or on point or in time but it is a hundred percent passion yeah and it's very there's so much theater in dominico's blood um he just radiates it and i you know what this song was very important this song really did validate eurovision's existence like this oh, contest, it, it makes bangers. It does. And I, we must be grateful for Valare. Song 8, Performance 8, Fashion of 7 for a 23. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's make, let's make no mistake. This song uh, 
gave a legitimacy to Eurovision that it did not have before. Absolutely. Um, and, oh, you know, those who come after it, we salute you, Velare, with 10, 10, 10. Whoa. <laughs> There's a 53 out of 60 between the pair of us. How can you not love one of the oh. greatest songs? in Eurovision history. Hey, 1959, however, it was a guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, his name is Domenico Modugno. You might have heard of him once or twice. Mm. It's the song POV, Ciao Ciao Bambina. It's raining, bye-bye, baby. Interesting one. Song finished six, and it got threes from France and Switzerland and ones from Belgium, Monaco and Sweden. And do you also feel that this is kind of a Valare knockoff? Oh, look, I think they were clearly trying to recapture the yeah, the, magic. the magic. And while, you know, he is like, he is the same passionate performer. Um, this song is largely forgettable, to be honest, yeah. for me. This, oh, they, the problem is they sent him in with a weak song. If they had sent him in with a top quality song, even if it wasn't as good as Valero, I think like the memento and the passion for him might have got him across the line. But this is a largely forgettable song to me. Yeah, it really is. He, you, you are absolutely, you must be reading my notes because he is still as theatrical as ever. How do you, you oh, can't take the boy out of the, the, forest but can't take the forest out of the boy <laughs> i guess i don't know i'm not vibing it the way that i was vibing valare because like yeah. that backdrop is not convincing at all i don't mm. think he's out on a street somewhere okay. i know it was the 1950s but i mean come on they made movies then you could have done something more convincing it's a nice yeah. effort but it's just it stands in comparison to valare and it always it will really it's does. kind of yeah. like how darty at Eurovision last year or this year has to mm. put 10 years against think about things. Yeah. Um, so it's always going to pale in comparison. So song, performance and fashion all get fives from me. Okay. Look, I actually gave the song a four. <gasps> Scandalous. I gave his fashion a five, but his performance is pure seven. Perfect. That's what I like to see. That is a 16 from you, a 15 from me, and a 31 between the pair of us. No fails from Italy thus far. That is almost has to be the longest streak we've gone without a song not passing. Oh, can it continue? Can it, can continue? it continue? Will it continue in 1960 with Renato Raskel and Romantica? Finished eighth, two from Monaco, one's from Belgium, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands. And do you know what this performance needed, Liz? What? Jedward. Because it's a little <laughs> bit flat. It's a little bit it's a little bit um energyless, unenergetic. I, I see I sort of just saw this as like, you know what this is? This is a stock standard Hallmark card to me. Yeah. You know when you go to Valentine's Day card and there's just like row after row after row of the same pluff. Um you know, it's just that's what this is to me. Like it gets you know, it has the heart, it has the candy, it has the flowers. You know, it says the words, I love you, but, you know, it doesn't excite your soul, but it gets the job done. It's in theme. It's in yes, theme. Exactly. That's a really good way of summing it up. It's like they, they opened a can of home brand pop mm, and poured it mm. out onto the stage. I think you're right. I, I think he's got a great voice and I thought it was a lovely suit, but it's very slow, very meandering. 
That's not my cup of tea. Um, but someone, give Renato a Red Bull. We need to pick this one up a little <laughs> bit. What did you give it? Uh, look, I actually like, you know, at the end of the day, as much as it didn't excite my soul, um, this, you know, they've, they've ticked all the boxes. I actually gave it fives across the board. Well, well then we have our first fail because I've given a five for the song, uh. a five for the fashion, but only a four for the performance, which means Ooh. it's a 29. Oh, Italy, how the mighty have fallen by one point. <laughs> it's like, oh, straight into the drain. That's it. That's why they invented them. <laughs> 1961 was Betty Curtis with the song Al di la Beyond. Finished fifth. So we're back in some back in some good territory here. Mm-hmm. Fours from Belgium and Denmark and ones from France, Monaco, the Netherlands and Yugoslavia. Italy really found a niche, you know, of these big ballads and mm-hmm. they are owning it. They are absolutely the kings of these ballads. I think no yeah. one would dispute in the 50s, in the 60s, all the way up to today. Italy with a great big belting ballad, that's what you want in life. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is a good solid entry. I mean, yeah, you hit it on the head. They were like, okay, this works. This makes us stand out as Italy. This is what the people want from Italy. And let's just get on and give the people what they want. Um, <laughs> you know, it's everything. It's like absolutely by the numbers. Um, but yeah, good solid entry. I gave it fives across the board. Ooh, fives across the board for a 15 from you. I'm a little more in love with it. I love Mm. the dress. I love the camera work. I thought this was really, really tremendous from Italy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Song eight, performance and fashion sevens. That is a 22 from me, a 15 from you, and a 37 between the pair of us. Let's keep rolling along, shall we? We're getting quite through them. It might be an early night for you and I. 1962, (laughs) Claudio Villa. With the song Adio Adio, Goodbye, Goodbye. Finished ninth. Our love has become salt like seawater. Our parched lips have no words any longer. This was actually written by Domenico Modugno. You would know. And then actually went to San Remo and defeated Domenico Modugno in (gasps) San Remo for the opportunity to represent uh, Italy at the Eurovision Song Contest. You look. You look stunned. I am. Oh, my God. And that's, that's, oh, my God. He was literally beaten by himself. Yeah, exactly. He got two from Luxembourg and a one from Yugoslavia. What do you think? Has this changed your whole view of this song? Uh, I know. It's a little bit of me dying inside thinking that we could have had him back. Like... He's one of my favourite performers ever. And is I it, is it, He's up there with Sarkis Ruvas and Udo Jürgens yet? Or is he getting there? Well, no. Like, he's no. like, you know, he's, oh, he's he, he's in my top ten. Um, yeah. But, oh, my, oh, no, that's completely crushed me. Although, why? Why would you let somebody compete with a song that you wrote? Actually, Melody Festival in 2015, Mons mm. entered and won. Yeah. And in doing so, defeated a song that he had written. Oh, yes, I remember that. So it happens every now and then. Wow. You know what? I would put a clause in and say, yes, you can sing it unless you're singing against me <laughs> to yeah, exactly. at Eurovision. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I The thing that I love about this, this is more OTT. It is more over-the-top drama from Italy. Um, this is... 
<laughs> this is more emotion than is needed. Yes. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Although, oh my God, you know who this, you know who he reminds me of? Do you know who Claudio reminds me of? He reminds me of a William Shatner musical performance. <laughs> he is the William Shatner of Italian musical performance. Yeah, it is OTT, over it. the top, unnecessary, but I cannot look away. Uh, song 5.5, performance 5.5, fashion of 5. That is a 16 from you. Um, it, it's, it's definitely still the same vibe, but it's not as strong as other entries they've sent. And I, it's really strange to me that Italy have really, truly shaped the contest. And this is uh-huh. another example of it. And they haven't won. Yeah. At this point. It's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not wowed by this one. I've given the song a five, but performance and fashion both got fours for a <gasps> 13. Oh, that means... It's a 29 between the pair of us. Sorry, Claudia. Are you talking about Mr? (laughs) I thought that was Christopher Walken for a second. (laughs) 1963, Emilio Pericoli with the song Uno per tutte, One for All. Finished third. It's a ballad in which Emilio professes his love to four different women, and he does it with a little bit of staging magic, I think. How very Italian of him to love four different women at once. Fives from Denmark, Monaco, the Netherlands, and Norway. Threes from Austria, Switzerland, and the UK. And finally, finally, we have props on the Eurovision stage. What did you think? (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Okay. It is a very unusual start to a performance. The sort of the camera moves to him, and it's sort of him sort of creepily standing off sort of next to a wall. Um, (laughs) Like not so much as he's performing as he's there to stalk the person who's performing. Um, If I was security, I would have asked him to move along. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, as he's singing, he walks down. There's the four walls and he spins them round to reveal the pictures of four innocent women that he is cheating (laughs) on with like a dirty Dirty whore. Um, <laughs> look, you know what? And I. That being said, like I'm very excited by the fact that they tried to do something big and use props and something yeah. sort of you know left field. But the problem is, it's just him swinging around pictures of women, and then he's like, Mwah, like kissing and fondling the pictures, and I can't decide if it's groundbreaking. Or if it's just creepy. You can be both. Who said there, there's not, not <laughs> an overlap in that Venn diagram? Okay, then that, that, that I, I think that hits it on the head. Groundbreakingly yeah. <laughs> creepy. Um, this takes stalking to a, a, you know, to a whole other level. And I guess cheating to an elegance. Um, <laughs> I think he, I think he, I think it's, it's very Italian. It's very cheeky. I think in a little bit, he looks great. The reveal of all the women as, as uh, almost unsettling in 2021 as it is, you wouldn't see this in this day and age, no. but I thought it was really good reveal, like the style yeah. in which they did it. And it's a really good, it's been a really good run from Italy. I've given straight sevens for 21. How about you? Okay. Look, I gave the song and fashion a five, but with performance, I couldn't decide, so I decided that's probably a good thing. So I gave them a performance six. I don't like it, but I'm applauding them for trying things. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> 37 between the pair of us. 
Only two more to go tonight, 1964. It's Gigliola Cinquetti. I'm not good at Italian. With the song Non Ho Letà, I'm Not Old Enough to Love You. And guess what? Italy won their first ever Eurovision Song Contest. Five points from Austria, Belgium, Finland, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Portugal, the United Kingdom, and Yugoslavia. And threes from Germany, Monaco, and Switzerland. What a terrific winner from Italy. What did you think? Uh, Yeah, for like, you know, the song... She she really commits to this performance and really gives the appropriate sort of simple, sweet performance that this needed. Yeah. Um, you know, we've said that before. You know, you've got to stage your performance around the song. Some song you need to go big, you need to make it epic. Some you just need to just strip it back to the bare basics. Um, and that's what she does. And her voice is just like, just perfect during this it's gorgeous Um, the whole thing is just its own level of simplistic beautifulnessness it's i love it yeah yeah absolutely like it's uh you know it's by no means one of the grandest performances um it's one of i think the most quiet is sort of the most subtle performances i think you're right uh, but that's exactly uh what it needed so i i actually give it six across the board You've nailed everything on the head. Like, this is so simple. I think they picked the right person with the right song in the right time era for this one. Um, it's magnificently beautiful. She looks great. The song is so gentle and it's very – It's this sounds really cliche, but it's a very honest song, I think, mm-hmm. especially for a song called I'm Not Old Enough to Love You and it's this simple 16-year-old girl almost singing it to herself. Song nine, performance eight, fashion a nine, 26 from me. And that is a 44 between the pair of us. Mm, I think it was a, it, it was a, it was a great entry from Italy and it was really, it's a great victory. Worthy winner, worthy winner. Yeah. I mean, it should have been their second winner. I'm going to yeah. be honest. It should yeah. have been the second winner that Italy had, but you know, whatever. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Now, our last song tonight, 1965, it's Bobby Solo with Si Piangi Siridi. If you cry, if you laugh, finished fifth. I feel the same things you feel. When you laugh, I laugh. If you cry, I cry. Threes from Belgium, France, Monaco, and the Netherlands. And ones from Germany, Luxembourg, and Royaume-Uni, the United Kingdom, this sounds like the song they sent the year before to me. What did you think? <laughs> Look, uh, no, I, you know what? There's something about this song that makes me really like it, but I'm not sure I can quantify why. Yeah. Um, there, there's, just, there's just something about it. I just, I like it. Oh my God. I get like a, I get a bit of like early Elvis from this song. I get a vibe yeah, of I early can Elvis. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I know I it sounds really bad for like a review show. I have no words. I just like it. Sometimes there's nothing else to say except, you know what? I just, I like what Italy is throwing down. Italy are uh, doing near flawlessly at the start of Eurovision here. And he's a very handsome man. It's another nice, simple entry. Mm-hmm. I get vibes from Non Holeta when I hear this one. Mm-hmm. Might just be me, but I think I think I just pick up on the fact that when a song wins, a country likes to do pretty much a similar thing the yeah, next yeah, year yeah. as well, just to maximize yeah. their chances. 
Along with France and Luxembourg, Italy just shaped this contest. And this is another example. I thought it was great. Song and Fashion 6, performance 5 for a 17. How about you? Excellent. Uh, Song and performance both get a 5.5 and Fashion gets a 5 from me. That is a 16 from you and a 33 between the pair of us, which means... Let me tell you who our winner of this week is. You're mm. not going to believe it. Mm. It's Nel Blue, the Pinto de Blue. Blah, 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 blah. Da, Obviously, Valare has won on a massive 53 out of 60. That's followed by their first ever winner at the Eurovision Song Contest. Non Official Holeta. winner. Official winner, that's right, on 44 points. And in third place, I'm going to have to have a look through my notes to see who's come third. It's a tie between Ooh. Betty Curtis in 1961 uh-huh. and Emilio Pericoli in 1963 with his line of women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, you know what? I think this is the this is the first time that we've looked at a country and just, just like the everything really we're like, I'm liking everything. Yeah, I feel like Italy may be the first ever country other than Australia to get a full-on pass mark from the pair of us. Mm, you know what it is? Basically, they're just if they just keep with their core ingredient pasta. Okay, they have just got they've got the pasta. Okay, it is hard for them to do anything wrong. Like, how do you fuck up pasta? Just yeah, just keep giving us the pasta. Keep giving us the pasta. Give us a give us a pizza. You know what? You get a you get a light pizzery base. You put anything on it. It's going to be amazing. I feel you. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a good analogy. Italian food for Italian Eurovision entries. Exactly. And who doesn't love it? Who doesn't yum it up? Who doesn't want to eat it every single day? Exactly. Hey, there's only one more thing we need to do today, and that oh. is comment of the week. Oh yeah. That's right. It is time for comment of the week. You've picked one of the many, many entries we've talked about this week. Go on through the comment section. My gut. Oh, I was going to say my gut's picked which one it is, but there could be two, I think. So lay it on us. Which video did you peruse? Uh, look, only because it gave me another excuse to just put this video on on constant repeat. We went back to 1958. Lottery. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, Atlas Blizzard has simply said, Eurovision never lived down not making this the winner. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, they go a lot. I love it. And pretty much the comment section was nothing but people uh, basically saying the same thing. Um, but from every country in the world, you know, yeah. French, Russians, Turkish, um, Jewish, everybody was on board saying this should have been the winner. Um, but our comment of the week goes to Milan, 1956, with the comment, Welcome to the first episode of Italy Should Have Won. <laughs> Oh, there are quite a few entries in that series. Of, there are quite a few Italian entries that should have won, I think. I think we're going to go through them every week. I know. I was going to say, I think that could be the title of this week's episode. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that is a fantastic comment of the week. Thank you so much, everyone out there, for listening. We will be back next week. I think it's 1966 through 1978 ish. So we're still going to be in the early period. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. will see you then. If you do want to hear more from us, and why wouldn't you? Dude's News will be out on Tuesday. um, And then you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Other than that, Lizzie. Will you sing me to sleep with your dulcet tones? <laughs> All right, get your get your get your little ready. head ready. I'm get ready, your pillow, ready. poof it up so okay, it's nice and soft. Here I am. I'm so you're comfortable, you just pull Let's up the go. little blanket and you just yeah. oh, you're just there. There's just a light breeze that is very kind. If you could stand at my bedroom window and yell that at 8am, I would never sleep in ever again. <laughs> I was going to say, I would. I thought you were going to say, I would never sleep again. <laughs> yeah, also that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Woohoo!